2: If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.
3: I used to have so many men.
4: Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast
0: Hello and welcome to Saver Production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and today we have another listener mail episode for you. Yes, and you know we love these. Oh yeah. We do.
1: I want to say that because what I'm about to say might make it sound like we don't, but oh. that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is our 13th
0: listener mail. Yeah. Huge milestone, right? Right. That that means that a lot of you have been really awesome for a long time now.
1: Yes, and have put up with our increasingly obscure Star Wars bomb <laughs> names. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only going to continue. I promise. Yep, and we're not sorry. We make zero apologies about that. <laughs> no, never. No, never. But a little peek behind the curtains. Uh, this is actually the third time I've recorded this one. <laughs> Lauren, second time. It's
0: it's only my second. I right. So Annie had a little bit of a glitch the first time that we were recording. We're still not actually positive what it was, which makes which makes these sessions just very exciting. It just really gets the heart rate going.
1: It is. You know, we, we got too comfortable in our cushy <laughs> closet studio slash home studios and uh, the ghost in my machine uh, was not happy that I was trying to take off time for my birthday. So uh, maybe one day it'll be like if we ever get a Patreon or something, we'll release,
0: we'll release the saver cut. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, it sounds it sounds creepy.
1: It sounds like the worst auto-tune you could
0: imagine, and it's yeah. just throughout, and only on my voice. <laughs> right, right. Lawrence um,
1: responding very normally.
0: <laughs> yeah, as though Annie is not haunted, which she clearly is. Um, clearly. Yeah. I've had
1: experience with some of my electronics having some issues, some you know ghostly issues, and this
0: is the 13th episode, so... You know, I mean, I mean...
1: <laughs> I mean, OK, but I tell you this because if this if we get to the end of this one and there's another problem, then it's cursed and it's going to be like you're going to hear the glitched chat episode. Um, yeah, that's it. That's
0: just it. Yeah, it, for, also, for Annie's personal sanity, we cannot oh re-record again. Gosh.
1: I had to re-record it on my birthday, everybody. I'm oh. not doing this just to get late birthday <laughs> messages and pity, I promise. But I had to do it on my birthday. But also,
0: happy belated birthday, Annie. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> That's all I wanted. <laughs> That's it. It was all a big scheme. <laughs> but Lauren and I are honestly, I like to think, we're really good friends we're very natural with each other but this is a fun experiment because it's like we're being honest with you we've already done this before <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: and these and these episodes are so conversational and it's really difficult to like um uh to to recreate conversation um i don't know if in y'all's daily lives dear listeners you've ever tried to do that but it's very strange um mm. just repeating a conversation and trying to make it sound natural mm-hmm. um so if we start sounding really heck and weird it's not because it's the 13th episode it's just the 13th episode i i
1: mean also we kind of sound weird a lot so
0: that's kind of a hard that one's a little oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Maybe please they would have please... never noticed <laughs> yeah you're right right i'm like i'm like oh yeah y'all please flag us if we sound awkward ever no it's <laughs> <That's> every episode <laughs>
1: 100 <laughs> percent but okay okay all that being said uh-huh come with us on this awkwardness journey we have some amazing letters we do that we want to read we do yes as
0: many times as
1: necessary as many times as necessary because <laughs> they are worth it they are um and we're gonna start with emma emma wrote Just finished listening to the cloudberry episode, and it couldn't have come at a better time since i just got back from an almost two-week trip to the northern parts of Sweden, and cloudberries were a constant discussion topic. I saw them grow in the southern parts of the northern parts of Sweden and was keen on trying just one singular berry to be able to say I'd had it. I am a Swede who's never had it, after all, and it's basically required to have an opinion on it. But alas, it was not to be, since I didn't manage to go out in a bog and find a ripe one. Next time, maybe. Cloudberries, along with lingamberries and bilberries, are basically the holy trinity of berries here in Scandinavia. Both other berries would be excellent topics, especially bilberries, since they're called Blåbar in Swedish, direct translation would be blueberries, and cause great confusion for Swedes when traveling abroad and for tourists coming here that are expecting what we call American blueberries, regular blueberries for Americans. <laughs> <laughs> not to mention that bilberries are superior in flavor, not that I'm biased or anything. <laughs> Next topic, rubber boot throwing contest that were mentioned as part of an event in Finland is also very much a thing here in Sweden and we start them young.
0: Ah! I know.
1: <laughs> I remember doing it already in first grade at an activity day in school. It's surprisingly a bit of a dangerous game, and doctors have spoken out about the dangers of it in national newspapers, so oh. proceed with caution. But it is pretty fun. I included a YouTube link below so you can watch it in action. Third and final topic, alla monstratin, uh, Swedish for every man's right, It's basically the freedom to roam... For the general public, on certain public and privately owned lands, rivers, and lakes for recreational purposes, it also lets you pick berries such as cloudberries and mushrooms as part of the right, but not fish and hunt. It's a given part of living in Sweden, Finland, and Norway.
0: Oh yeah, um, I was I was reading a little bit about this for the cloudberries episode, um, and it was kind of like two complex and, like, too varied across different countries for me to really, like, condense it into the episode. Um, But super interesting. Yes. Oh, yes. I would
1: love to talk about that. Also, these other berries, several listeners have written yeah. in about these berries. I love your strong blueberry opinion because I love American blueberries. So I would love to try these. I'm sure I would love them.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I love a berry. A berry is... Honestly, like a, like a fresh berry off mm. of off of a shrub, like still like a little maybe like warm from the sun. Yes. Oh, one of the just best foods on the planet it can't be topped. No, Once it's on whipped cream as a topping. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but also
1: the rubber boot throwing contest. Yes, I. This is great. I love that you started so young, and doctors are like, please stop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you're Please. like, no. It's like, fine. no, no, no. This is culturally important. We throw the rubber boots. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you have to give up a little bit of safety for the things that you love. This is wisdom. <laughs>
1: <Classic> <laughs> is it? Classic
0: <I> <laughs> Vogelbaum wisdom.
1: Yeah. Uh, I that's <laughs> we'll terrible advice, actually. <laughs> All right. Well, we can... either or. <laughs> you
0: choose your own adventure with that one. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's mm-hmm. that's a better way of putting that. Mm-hmm. Um. Madi wrote, Hello from Norway. I've been listening since the foodstuff days, and I knew I had to write in after I heard the cloudberry episode. Thank you so much for spreading awareness of this amazing berry. Cloudberries are one of my favorite berries, and definitely the one that feels most rare and elusive. Growing up, my family and I spent every summer at our cabin, and during berry season, we would forage bilberries, cloudberries, wild strawberries, wild raspberries, crowberries, and lingonberries that grow in abundance around our cabin. Good good cloudberry spots are, as you said, well-kept secrets that are passed down in families. What makes the berry even more elusive is that a place that has plenty of cloudberries one year may have almost none the next. This really adds to the feeling of striking gold when you find them in abundance. In fact, they are nicknamed the gold of the mountains in Norway. Cloudberry preserves are used in a traditional Norwegian dessert that's served around Christmas and New Year's called cloudberry cream, so it's very important to stock up each year. The cooler temperatures, abundant rain, and long summer days of the north make for perfect conditions for berry growing. The berries are incredibly sweet and juicy. I love berries so much I find it difficult to go hiking during berry season as I need to stop and eat all the berries I meet along the way. When I was little, I was a terrible berry forager. More than half the berries I picked went straight into my mouth. Right now, it's bilberry season where I live, and as I'm writing this email, my fingers and tongue are stained purple from eating bilberry on my hike this morning. It's truly an amazing time of year. I hope you'll get the chance to taste cloudberry someday soon. Uh, Fun fact, to be on a berry-picking trip is a Norwegian expression that means that you're lost, confused, or have misunderstood something, uh, or are far away from where you're supposed to be. I'm sure it's easy to imagine how this expression came to be. (laughs) It's a fantastic expression. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, and you know, I, I would say that like, that like this recording experience over this past week has left you on a little bit of a berry picking trip, Annie. It has. (laughs) I'm a little bit frazzled,
1: hopeful, hoping that there will be berries at the end. (laughs) Not quite sure where you're at, but hopeful for berries. Hopeful for berries. I mean, I know that, like, I love, first of all, the whole idea of this. I love the desserts. I love that they're not in the same place every year. I love that you kind of have to just choose a path and go for it and hopefully you'll find some (sighs) and I as you mentioned Lauren when I that that feeling of when you're in a kid when you're a kid and you pick these berries and like eating them from the bucket
0: yeah it
1: is such a rewarding experience and a memory that lasts like I remember doing that in my backyard we had blackberries and blueberries and I would just go back there and I thought oh this is the greatest thing
0: (laughs) yeah it's like mm-hmm. it's like shrub candy and it's just there. You can just eat it. You can just
1: eat it and it's so sweet and lovely. Yeah. And I can't imagine. I'm 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 picturing us in the most ridiculous like hiking outfits. Sure. Setting off into these bogs. Yeah. Hiking sticks in hand, bucket in oh, sure. the other. Maybe a lantern. <laughs> and just really overdoing it in a comical manner.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, full-on, uh-huh. like, D&D party level. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, possibly <laughs> costume pieces are also involved that <laughs> go above and beyond the need for hiking gear.
1: Yes, and then the next day there's a headline, local authorities have to help poor tourists <laughs>
0: out of bog bogged down by costume pieces. Yeah, that- <laughs> One nope. of their horns got tangled in the shrubs. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No one knows why they did this. (laughs) I would feel
1: no shame, only sadness. I did not find a cloudberry. (laughs) So look forward to that in the coming years. (laughs) Oh,
0: goodness. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Ray wrote... I am sure you have received other mail. Can Google aren't actually dying to know? But the fictional se- fictional setting of the Frozen <laughs> movies is called Arendelle. The reason I know this particular fact is much less because I've seen and enjoyed the movies, and much more because NHL goaltender Aaron Dell has a picture of it on his mask, and it makes me laugh. <laughs> other fruits that should be on your list for possible future episodes, if they aren't already. Paw Paw. Have you mentioned this? Is it common in Georgia? I think my brother told me about it being everywhere in Philly, and I have never seen or heard of it in New York, but now I'm wondering if y'all might have talked about it, too. And Rambutan. I've never had this either and legit thought it was fictional until I happened to cross it in a grocery store. Huh. Mm. I also thought Rambutan was fictional until I saw it. (laughs) Yep.
0: That's that's okay. That's okay. Uh, No, we have not talked about either of those. Um, Mm -mm. We should we should. I, I don't think Papa. I, I I know that I've seen both of these um, in grocery stores, but only because like we're very lucky to have a lot of uh, like international markets around town, yeah. um, and uh, and you know right right uh, stores that bring in produce from from all over and not just the same three varieties of apples. Um, so, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've ever had either of them. Except I as like even. like I, I know I've had like rambutan like um uh, like preserves or something, but yeah.
1: Oh yeah, added to the list. I, yeah, I want to talk about it. Also, I do love this mask fact. Yeah, Uh-oh. that's <laughs> that's <laughs> that's,
0: <excellent. laughs> a, that's especially delightful because right, like like hockey, like hockey goalies like are such like war hobbits, and so I love that he's really like like taken mm-hmm. on this mantle of <laughs> of Arundel. Oh, yeah. Because clearly, like, I I know you haven't seen them, Lauren. I've seen
1: them quite a few times, and it it escaped me. I love that, you know, it's probably likely that a lot of people told him this, but I love that he yeah. knew this and leaned into it. Was like, oh, yeah. My,
0: yep. Embracing it. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> As you should. Bravo. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, well, we have a bunch more listener mail for you today. Uh, but first, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Pronamel is
1: the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com.
3: I used to have so many men.
4: How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications.
3: She had a Harvard plaque Listen to Woke App Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels.
1: Yes, thank you.
2: Uh, Emily
0: wrote, I am partway through your frog legs episode and have just heard the quote from Alan Davidson about the apparent ugliness of frogs. I immediately felt the need to defend this noble creature and submit as evidence this photo of my white tree frog named Green Bean. If there is any reason why eating frogs should be repellent, it is because they are far too cute to eat. Uh... Okay, y'all, an enclosed is indeed a photograph of this t- tree frog, this tree frog by the name of Green Bean, and it is so cute. It is
1: unbearably
2: cute. <laughs> it is, it is
0: aggressively adorable. It, it is, it is so, it's this tiny little like, kind of like silvery green frog, and he's wearing a little crown. It's mm-hmm. like a little orange pointy crown. And his eyes are so big and he is so small and I love him I, I, I adore him. <laughs> yes agreed on all accounts
1: and he's just he's just hanging out chilling with his crown
0: you know I hope I, I really feel like he's living his best life.
1: We hope you are Green Bean.
0: <laughs> Here's to you Green bean.
1: Here's to you Green bean. Uh, But Green Bean might want to hop away because we have a counterpoint in this (laughs) next message. (laughs) Close your ears, Green Bean. I'm not sure how that works with frogs. Uh, Uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. All right. Vivian wrote... I had a jolt of excitement when I saw the episode title, I Love Frog Legs. I always angle to order them when it's on the menu at a Chinese restaurant. They're really easy to overcook, but so tender and delicious when done right. As you said, like a fishy chicken, a little escargot-esque, I was chuffed when you called them chicken of the pond. The Chinese colloquial term for the culinary frog is, in fact, field chicken. Apparently it refers specifically to the species... Haplobatrachus rugulosus. Hopefully, I got that right or close. Um, AKA East Asian bullfrog. In Chinese, its more official name is Hua Pi Hua, or tiger skin frog. Now I'm realizing that I haven't had frog in ages. Cue craving. Ah. Uh. Mm. <laughs> And now i am all it. I went from green bean to now I want frog legs. It's a mess. It's it's both.
0: It's okay. Don't it's worry, okay. green bean. We're not coming for you. <laughs> no, never. Never. We would never. Um, <laughs> you are a king after all. <laughs> yeah. A oh, small king. Oh mm. no. Um mm. uh yes. Uh also I really, I really hope that the that, that genus name on that East Asian bullfrog, hop, hop Bactress, um, I, I hope that the hop is in there on purpose.
1: Me too. It would probably be one of the best things I've heard in a long time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I just mispronounced that, but we're going to roll with it. It's, yeah. it's It's all right. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, heck. Yeah. Oh, now I the want craving. hot legs, too. I know. Okay. All right. all right. All right. All right. All right. KC wrote... This showed up on a meme page, and I thought you might like it. I've never played Sims, but then again, I haven't seen or read most of the background material from most of the fictional food episodes either, and I still enjoy them. Um, And, uh, right, attached is the unofficial Sims cookbook. Uh, From baked Alaska to silly gummy bear pancakes, 85-plus recipes to satisfy the hunger need. (laughs) Oh. I love it.
1: Okay, and I have a couple of things. Number one, glad you enjoy our fictional food episodes, even though you haven't. Oh uh, goodness, yeah, consumed the thing because a lot of times we worry about that because we nerd out hard,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a that's a huge concern. Like we try really really hard to to make it enjoyable and to like explain ourselves mm-hmm. equally as much as we would for anything else. Uh, just just start from a from a base level of yes. knowledge and explain it like like I'm five, not like you're five, honestly, mm, but right. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's hard when you know something so well you can forget like not everyone traffics in the the vocabulary or knowledge right. of this fictional sure. thing.
0: Um so heck yeah, thank you. <laughs> the other thing is uh
1: I've never played Sims. Me neither. But you've played another similar <laughs> thing that I was shocked by when you told me.
0: Okay, right. So so I've not played The Sims. I've played any number of other earlier um sim video games um, sim city uh sim earth i think um, and sim ant yes
1: now <laughs> i have never heard of this and i need you to explain it to other people <laughs>
0: okay all right all right all right if you guys have never played sim ant uh for i had it for the snes i think it was on a couple other systems um, but maybe not because at the time that was weird uh at any rate um sim ant yeah uh So you're an ant, um, and, like, you, you, or, like, you're, you're kind of, like, the, 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 like, the, like, overseer of an ant colony, all right? And so you're, you're making sure you're, like, helping your ants, like, go and forage for food and, um, and, and build the colony, like, whether, like, like, workers or, um, or males or queens are being born, um, and uh, sometimes you have to go fight the the evil red ants. Um, uh, sometimes the the game goal is to like take over the humans' house and like make them leave. Um, uh, really? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is I've heard this already, and I'm so shocked. <laughs> I don't know if you said that last time.
0: <laughs> you are trying to get the humans out of their house? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you infest the house hard enough, then they'll then they'll leave, and you win. <gasps> wow yeah you have to do it room by room it's tricky it's tricky i bet
1: but i'll say if i get ants in my house there's a part of me that's kind of like well i've got to move you're like okay no
0: they want it more than i do fair play yes
1: okay so i mean we could literally do a whole podcast that's just my follow-up questions about this but are you like a cartoon ant are you are you just like a A small ant, or do you not see yourself when you're just looking through the first person? Um, uh,
0: it's it's a it's a it's a third person camera mode. Um, uh, and it's only SNES, so you're not. Um, it's Mm. it's you know side scrolly basically. Um, there's Mm. like a map, and then you go into like a side scroll version. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're you're like a little digital like SNES level animated ant um and uh it's got really chipper music going on it's pretty cool um and uh oh man and right like like your food sources can be like if you find like a caterpillar um and and you can like call your ant buddies to come like gang up on it and uh and kill it and eat it um and bring the food back to the nest uh you have to build out your nest that part was fun too yeah I I played I played this for endless endless hours (laughs) and to be really honest I feel like that explains an embarrassing amount about me (laughs) (laughs) as an adult
1: (laughs) I love it I want to do a whole interview just with you about Um,
0: (laughs) that. we can play cement Annie I still have it (laughs) Oh my gosh! Can we please? Yes, I would yes. love this. I would, I would. I
1: think I would lose though. I don't think I would be enough to outsmart the humans in the house.
0: But oh, that's a really hard game. Lo- that's a hard game mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. I can feel it. I can yeah. feel that
1: one would be difficult. But I want to play it. <laughs> I think that could be a whole fictional foods episode. To be honest, um, <laughs> ask <could> the Sims.
0: <laughs> I feel better about the Sims, not even not having played it, um, because I don't think anyone ever published an unofficial. Or official Sim Ant cookbook. I could be wrong. Maybe like an overall Sim universe. Yeah, episode. I mean we could be pioneers, but yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> we could also do that. <laughs> it's fascinating. Uh, heck. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll put
0: that on the list as well. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Um, and then we
1: have another book we want to mention.
0: Oh. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: I love this. Okay. Felipe wrote, here's a photo of a book I just saw in my local library all about the terrifying Weeping Angels, which immediately reminded me of your recent Doctor Who food episode. Also, the one on rice cookers reminded me of when I first arrived in London. I shared a flat with a handful of Korean flatmates, and most of them had their own rice cooker, which meant almost a full countertop of them, <laughs> including a fancier model that talked. Uh, This was something I didn't know a kitchen appliance could do. It was 2007. So I had a couple of scares in the first months when suddenly a happy voice spoke out of nowhere in Korean while I was cooking. Spooky spooky rice cookers aside, the months I lived in that flat were a great intro to a type of cuisine I knew nothing about and now I'm a big fan of.
0: Oh, goodness. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, A, that sounds amazing. Yes.
1: Yes. And I think that's where I got my creepy because I said I had some kind of association with creepy rice cookers. I think this is it. Like there was an instance where one kind of spoke to me, and I wasn't expecting it. Oh yeah, yeah. It was kind of dark from another room, and it sure. It gave me a little. I mean, it doesn't take much, but
0: no, it does not. Um, no, but I'm, and I'm not really comforted by the fact that all of these devices that talk to us now or play us little bits bits of music. Um, I'm not really comforted that it's always. Like chipper. Like Yeah.
1: Humans are so interesting, aren't we? Because what what would it be? <laughs> if it can't, it's chipper, we're like, you're too chipper. If yeah. it's too flat, we're like, mm, nope.
0: <laughs> we're just a suspicious bunch. <laughs> no, I think I think if you leaned into it, I think if you really leaned into it, you had, I don't know, mm. like Tim Curry or someone like really oh. like growling at you from your rice cooker. Like I would be I would be really that that would be fine by me. I would be like, oh, it's just Tim, my rice cooker. <laughs> That's
1: just Tim. Yeah. That is a good innovation though. If people haven't
0: done that, uh, <laughs> that is an excellent idea. <laughs> rice cooker makers, call me. Mm-hmm. And and or call Tim. I think Tim Curry is retired. Don't call Tim Curry.
1: But. Don't bother us. Don't bother him on our behalf, but if he comes out of retirement.
0: Right, sure. To do rice
1: cooker dialogue. We're here. <laughs> We're ready. <laughs> excited. <laughs>
0: oh heck. Um okay, but but yeah, uh would you would you describe this book for us Annie?
1: Okay, so the book cover is awesome. Felipe put yeah. a picture. It's sort of a it's got like a nice weathering to it. You can tell it's a little aged.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: but it's a black cover with gold like the title is in gold. Um a lot of the the stars are in gold or the embroidery is in gold. And then there's a weeping angel covering, covering its eyes. And it's in, like, really stark, contrasty white and
0: black with, like, these bold stroke lines. Yeah. It's striking. It's a really, it's a genuinely beautiful cover design. Mm-hmm. Um and And, uh, yeah, and it, it says, right, uh, 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 12 angels weeping, 12 stories of the villains from Doctor Who. Um, Fantastic. I, I'm i terrified just thinking of 12, 12 stories. Hoofta. <laughs> that's a lot of weeping angels
1: it is but you know it feels sort of holiday-ish now for me i'm like well, yeah. i'll read that
0: for for christmas uh, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> oh you should you should and you should let us know how it is um yeah oh excellent mm-hmm.
1: all right well we have even more listener mail for you but first we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor
0: Listened to your rice cooker episode and had to write in regarding the rice cooker viral recipe that went big on Japanese social media in 2016-ish. As a post-Christmas meal, uh, KFC is Christmas food in Japan, KFC leftover fried chicken reheated on top of rice. It's very easy and tasty since at its base, it's just putting a couple cold chicken pieces on top of a standard rice mixture and letting it cook as usual. It's easy to dress up too, Um, add extras like frozen corn or other seasoning. The seasoning and skin from the fry crust melts into the rice and the steam heats the chicken without drying it couple of other rice cooker tips. Uh, you can skip the steamer basket and just add in frozen or fresh veggies on top of the rice and let it cook all together. Bok choy, cherry tomatoes, most frozen veg, etc. Um, the one golden rule, wash the rice. If you don't, you'll see the starch water bubble out of the top of the machine. Stick to the water ratio listed for cooking on the stove on the rice bag.
1: That sounds so good. <laughs> that
0: KFC? Oh my heck. I want to be eating that right now. And I don't even really like KFC. I, I'm i really curious about Japanese KFC. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But that sounds so good. Like the, the seasoning. Yeah. Soaking into the rice.
0: Yeah. Oof. Oh, that sounds so delicious to me. <laughs> it really it really does um that sounds amazing and also thank you as always um for for rice cooker tips um i feel like from some of the things that i have read those those statements might be slightly contentious in some circles um but i would i i'm not here to tell you what to do i would never um (laughs) uh, no 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 um, unless I'm telling you to like drink some water and eat a vegetable because I want you to do that. But, um, <laughs> uh, but other than that, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I play personally, I play fast and loose with the water ratio listed on the bag. Um, cause I've found that my rice cooker, like rice cooker to rice cooker, it can really depend. Um, uh, and, um, oh, and I probably only wash my rice like once out of every five times I use that thing. What a maverick! I know. What a a rebel!
1: (laughs) No, I never wash my rice either. But I've been told it's very important. I've been assured that multiple times.
0: Okay. (laughs) Maybe we both
1: have to to branch out a little bit.
0: Okay. All right. All right. All right. right. We will. We will. At any rate, thank you. Yes, thank you. That sounds so good.
1: Tips always appreciated. (laughs) Um. Spencer wrote, I've listened to your podcast for years and I'm very grateful to have a go-to food podcast that appeals to the science history nerd in me. The deeper dive into the history and science of common and not so common dishes and ingredients in addition to your friendly banter make the show addicting.
0: Oh, thank you. Aww.
1: I've professionally worked in food manufacturing quality and safety since graduation and have worked in various fields from baking and pickles to fresh fruit, probiotics, and beverage manufacturing. I live in the Atlanta area and enjoy listening to your suggestions regarding good food in the area and having eaten at some of them myself, I can confirm your recommendations. Oddly enough, I have also worked in the food court at Pont City Market as a donut baker and I just so happened to be the quality and production manager at Dew South Specialties where I made the mustard that Annie, I believe, is so fond of. If I am remembering correctly, when Annie said that one of her favorite mustards was the drunken mustard from Dew South, I literally screamed with excitement in my car because I used to hand make and pour that mustard every week.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes, that's, it was. I love it. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs>
1: that is so cool. <laughs> oh,
0: all of that is so awesome. Um, yes. Good, hi. Hi. Hello. Thank you for making yes. delicious food for us. I'm pretty sure that we, so our old offices were at Pon City Market. I'm pretty sure we ate those donuts. Oh, yeah. I, it would be a shock to me if we had not
1: <laughs> yeah to be honest
0: um, and and do south um uh that's d o u x south mm. uh, uh specialties is just a really great um local company yeah that does amazing pickles and uh, condiments uh, oh that's rad that is so rad and actually um
1: <laughs> my mom's birthday is coming up and she's just uh She's, she's so sweet, and she always likes if I get her something from where I am. And I like supporting local businesses, too. Sure. And she loves if I can be like, oh, this is from Atlanta. Like, this is where. And so I always get her something from due south. So I actually Aww. just bought something from ah. there uh, for her birthday. And she loves it, so
2: passing uh. it along.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, and I think we've mentioned before, but we have moved offices.
0: Yes. Or we are kind of in the process of doing it. They haven't really built out the new space Mm -hmm. for us yet. Um, So we we don't technically have a new mailing address. Um, We're looking at that happening maybe end of the year, Um, uh, maybe beginning of next year, depending, depending on how these things go, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. So
1: just a heads up to anybody thinking to send us something. We can always work something out if need be. But just so you know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Kelsey wrote, I am writing in response to your sorbet episode. It was wonderful, entertaining, and informative. Thank you very much. Um, As a mom who values treats and nutrition, I like to keep fruit in the freezer for quick and easy soft serve. A kiddo loves it. Sort of recipe. In a blender, add any frozen fruit, uh, frozen very ripe banana, Optional, but great for texture and sweetness. A fluid of your choice to just below the top of the fruit level. Yogurt also works well. Blend until smooth. Serve quickly as a soft serve or freeze into ice pops. Unrelated, but relevant to your lifestyle and mine, a proof podcast from America's Test Kitchen recently did an episode on fandom food culture. Uh, it was excellent. Um, uh, link below as well as a screenshot attached with title and synopsis. And, uh... <laughs> Okay, the title of this podcast episode from from the podcast Proof um, is Dungeons and Dragons and Deviled Eggs. Um, and the description is, ever wish you could spend the day immersed in the fantasy worlds from your book, show, or game? Meet the characters, travel the land, or if you're like most of us at Proof, eat the food. From The Legend of Zelda to Dungeons and Dragons, reporter Sarah Wittick, uh talks to the fan cookbook authors who are transforming pixelated foods into IRL dishes you can serve on your plate. Mm, I mean,
1: <laughs> yes, that sounds one hundred percent like that something is we would love
0: <laughs> so up our alley. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, also, Dungeons and Dragons and deviled eggs is is only a close second to my favorite. Um, this is not this is not my joke, but it is from the internet. My favorite D and D title like that, which is Dungeons and Dragons and diners and drive-ins and dives. yes um yeah that oh and proof is a great podcast uh america's test kitchen does a really good job on pretty much everything that they do um and also yes yes to that recipe um that is
1: oh that sounds so good and refreshing and both lauren and i are recording from very hot Home studios right now, so yeah. it sounds particularly good. <laughs> very,
0: very like the best idea on the entire planet right this very moment. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. But on the other hand, <laughs> here's another recipe
1: from Leslie on Instagram that also sounds amazing. <coughs> mm-hmm. I love noodles, so I bought two extra kinds when I was grabbing ingredients from at Grand Asia Market for yesterday's cook along with at Panda Cub Stories ramen and Yan. Long Life Longevity Noodles. Today's Lazy Delicious meal came together in about five minutes and made enough for two people. Adapt to your preferences, of course. Chili oil and black bean sauce ramen. One brick dry ramen. One half medium carrot, washed and sliced thin. Mandolin Ben is my BFF for this. One scallion, uh, sliced thinly. Leftover ginger poached chicken, shredded or sliced thin. Leftover grilled pork chops, sliced thin. Two cups chicken poaching liquid. Extra soup soy sauce and or black bean garlic paste and or shiro miso as desired. Chili oil. Heat water to boiling. Add ramen and cook for two to three minutes until done. Drain and divide into bowls. Arrange meat and veg over noodles. Throw in those ginger slices if you've got them too. Heat broth to a simmer. Divide over noodles and stuff. Top with flavorings of choice. Stir and chow down. Ramen is best enjoyed piping hot. Um, Making this for a packed lunch. Have everything but the broth arranged in a bowl or container. Have the broth separate, heat to boiling in the microwave, and then pour the broth over your noodles and stuff. I enjoyed mine with seltzer from our seltzer keg and aromatic bitters. So fancy. <laughs> <Ooh>. um, yeah. <laughs> if it's not a work day, a crisp beer or gruner, Veltliner. White wine, I think. <laughs> it would also be delicious. Uh, spouse has requested the cold sesame noodles as his packed lunch for tomorrow, so we'll have to make up some more sauce. Thankful our neighbor brought us so many Korean cucumbers. Want to learn more about the history of ramen and its Chinese roots? At SaverPod has a fun episode in their
0: archives
1: <laughs> that you can get that can get you started.
0: Aw. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you for tagging us into your post with this amazing sounding recipe. That sounds so good. <sighs> oh my gosh. Um, and I
1: love the like pack ahead, cook it later idea. Yeah. It's
0: fantastic. I just in general I love ramen <laughs> and I love how customizable it is. So Oh, absolutely. Um, a brick of ramen is is a is a blank canvas. Um and <laughs> Uh, and no, that this specifically sounds like a very very good idea it does it sounds so delicious so
1: thank you thank you and thanks to everyone who has written us it means so much to us Um, you know we had to do this three times maybe (laughs) two times but it's an honor and a delight because you all are fantastic
0: and we really appreciate hearing from you genuinely yes always always and yeah just just thank you for thank you for being here with us. yes, thank you so much
1: um and as always if you would like to write to us, you can our email is hello at saverpod.com
0: We are also on social media you can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at saverpod and we do hope to hear from you. Savor is production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all
1: our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth.